Hey everyone, this is Elon, and today we have two very special guests, Jenny and Calvin. And these are two people we actually, I actually met over a year ago now, since it was the uh, Crushing It in Real Estate event over at Industrious. And so they're both real estate investors, both really great people. I've had the pleasure to really get to know them um, over this past 2020 and now into 2021. And they're doing some pretty cool stuff, uh, whether it be masterminding, mentorship with other students and investing and even pursuing their own professional uh, careers. Uh, Jenny is a real estate consultant and Calvin works with ADP. And I'll have them do most of the explanation with what they're up to. But if you guys want to do a quick intro of yourselves, I'd appreciate that. I'll go ahead and get started. But great to um, be here today, Elon. And um, I came from the tech world previously as well, too, and uh, was selling and slanging software, as we would call it, back at Oracle. And that's where Calvin and I met and um, decided to go and jump ship and became, uh, become a real estate agent, became one of uh, the 30 Under 30 National Association of Realtors for 2019 and have helped to close to 200 families now um, purchase and list real estate. And in the meantime, like what sets us apart is that we've been investing in real estate. So been partnered with Calvin to do that. So really happy to uh, share our journey and Calvin can dive more into the investing side. Yeah. And kind of like what Jenny said too, um, you know, we met at Oracle, but we met at the gym just to clarify, not at, you know, at Oracle, Oracle. Um, but, you know, yeah, from, from my perspective, too, you know, grew up uh, in a household that uh, was always about, you know, being the corporate life, come corporate ladder that way. And, you know, that's what we did at Oracle. And, you know, I'm still in the tech world right now, um, you know, selling ADP, which is, which is great. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I think we found a bigger passion and, and purpose in life. And that was real estate investing. And I know even growing up in the Bay Area, it was one of those things that, man, like, how am I going to afford to live mm. in the Bay Area? It's so expensive here. Um, you know, we were able to find uh, real estate as a, as a great vehicle to do that. And, you know, even for us, just going from you know, our original, you know, uh, purchase, which mine was a condo in SF and, and house hacking that to being able to scale that up to, you know, 37 units and, and another basically 50 under contract. Um, so it's been a great journey and, and it's really great to just be able to, to give back to. And I think that's probably where we're driving the most energy from at this point. Awesome. And before we get any deeper into the interview, I know a lot of people are going to be looking at this and just immediately thinking like, oh, like, cool. These are some real estate investors, but what's kind of like some advice or like some knowledge I can use like right now, immediately as I start watching this interview. So um, before we get like super deep, um, for those who are interested, like in real estate investing or just learning about real estate in general, do you guys kind of have like any general or basic advice you give to people when they express an interest in real estate at all? We can start with Jenny and then Calvin. Yeah, so what we've learned is that there's a lot of relationship building and just letting people know that you are in the business. And even if you want to just do it through social media and even looking at properties, and you don't necessarily have to be a real estate agent, but um, for Calvin, like he's just letting people know, hey, I'm looking for 
different deals and this is what my criteria is and he just lets people know and embodies the investor mentality even when we just started it's like we didn't really have anything but even owning a property and renting out a room um, we called ourselves real estate investors in that way too because uh, even if even if we get started even if you don't own a property we uh, kind of owned up to that if you own that mentality then you will become it right so um I would say definitely finding great relationships and great mentors. And uh, we are now mentoring a lot of students in our uh, Zenkos University program and teaching them the ropes as well. So I'll have, I'll have Calvin dive more into that. Yeah, and I think to, to piggyback off that, I mean, I think my one thing actually would be more about mindset, your own personal mindset and understanding what your why is because at the end of the day, like real estate, just like money, right? It's it's a vehicle to get you to to whatever your, your goals are, right? And, and hopefully your goals are not just, I want to be rich, right? It's more like, okay, well, maybe I, I want to spend time with, you know, the people that I love doing what I, what I want, when I want, you know, doing whatever I want, right? And I think that's really what we're hopefully trying to embody um, in this. And, and, and you know, what I think a lot of people miss in the very beginning when they're going to real estate, they just, they just say like, hey, I want to invest in real estate, but there's no really like, clarity or focus of why, right? So I think even just taking that step back, reverse engineer that, understand your why first, and then, you know, see if real estate is a great vehicle to get you there. Well said for the two of you. And thanks for that as well. I know people are going to be very interested now to kind of know a little bit more about you guys. So um, I kind of like the flow of Jenny and Calvin, and probably will just do that throughout the interview. But now kind of diving into the backstory, um, growing up, uh, can you guys kind of explain a little bit about your upbringing, uh, your childhood, and kind of how that blossomed to, let's say, let's say middle school, high school, just that full transition. Um, that'd be awesome. And how was your experience, Jenny? Yeah. Um, so I grew up with uh, immigrant parents. They immigrated here in the 80s and worked in a clothing factory selling clothes. So they were working like 14 hours, 16 hour days, sometimes seven days a week and still doing so. So I remember just eating dinner super late at night and um, just going to figure out ways how to just start hustling as a young kid when I was bored when my parents weren't home. So I actually, uh, my first hustle was um, selling shoes. I would buy shoes from like eBay and different blog websites and like clean them up and flip them and made profit from that. And it was like Jordans and Nike SBs and um, some streetwear growing up in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, so that was my um, childhood. And then I've uh, been able to just continue like in, I remember high school, senior year, I loved to like and parties um, so I would um, like find venues and like rent it out and we would do underage drinking but like I would get people to like pitch in and like I would make money that way like I, from my prom party like I made money from um, hosting parties so I uh, always like found like a way to be an entrepreneur um, all throughout and 
Yeah, and then I uh, went to school at USC and uh, graduated from business and psychology. And um, even then I was selling life insurance, selling USC tickets, um, and that was a great experience. And then graduated, worked at worked at Oracle for a few years, signing software and now signing real estate and investing in real estate and also signing courses, I guess, <laughs> from uh, teaching people on how to invest. Great. Calvin? Yeah, and if, for those who don't know Jenny, you know, we call her Jenny from the block because, you know, last name Locke, but it's very fitting. When, when, I, when I first heard her shoe story, I was like, dang, dude, she's, she's straight hustling since she was a kid. <laughs> uh, so my story isn't that cool. Um, not as cool as that, at least I wasn't slaying uh, Jordans or anything like that. But uh, so I grew up, uh, you know, my parents are, my parents are first generation. They grew up in the East Coast. Um, you know, my father was really the first son, the, the eldest child, essentially, of the first generation. My grandpa was a chef, so obviously they had nothing. Um, but essentially, you know, he was kind of thrust into the like, father figure for like, not only like his brothers and sisters, but also to like, his cousins as well. Like, they all lived in the same house, essentially. So he's always had that mentality, and he kind of brought that into our household as well. Like, hey, you're you're the head of the household, like you're a male, like you got to be that masculine person of like, I'm, I'm the guy, I got no emotion, all that stuff, right? And I think that, um, you know, as we look, as, as we grew up, like he moved out to the, the West Coast and had me and my sister, uh, we were born in LA, but uh, we then moved to like Singapore, we lived there for about five years, got to experience that, it was really cool. Uh, and then, you know, moved back to the Bay Area here, where I really, you know, feel like was like my home. And, um, you know, growing up, I was, never really a great student. Uh, you know, my sisters absolutely crushed me all, all day long in, in report cards and, and all that stuff. Um, and I think that I was kind of like, you know, that immature person for a while until, uh, you know, I got to college and, you know, I think halfway through college kind of something clicked and, you know, turned to a point where I was like, all right, I should probably start to get, you know, my life together a little bit. And then didn't really fully click. I was still kind of being that uh, young, mature dude, um, you know, going to party all the time and, and whatnot. Um, up until, you know, like got out of college, right. And kind of are thrust into the real world. And I think not until a point where I think we had read rich dad, poor dad on the way to Las Vegas to a party that I was like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing with my life? And then Jenny literally dragging me to a real estate investing conference that really those two moments in my life are, you know, we always talk about defining moments. Those two moments in my life really changed my perspective of my mindset of like, I'm a technician, I'm a person that is, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, all that stuff to like, okay, well, how can I, you know, live abundantly in my life using real estate as a vehicle? And that was a really that, that switch right there, rich that poor dad, which is again, gonna be like everyone's Bible in, in this uh, industry area, but also, um, you know, dragging me, you know, to, you know, these events of, you know, like, wow, this is, this is there's something else out there, right? So that, that was kind of where, you know, I changed my life. Wow. That's really interesting too, kind of hearing your guys' perspectives. Um, one thing I'm curious about growing up, did you guys, I know Jenny from the block was a hustler and was flipping things here and there, but uh, did you guys aspire to be any type of like other career outside of real estate at all? Yeah. Um, 
Actually, as a young kid, when even before my shoe hustling days, <laughs> that was when I was at 12 years old. When I was like six or seven years old, I would be teaching my stuffed animals and they had their black and white marble notebooks and I would give them homework and like pretend to be the animals to like finish the homework. So I always wanted to be a teacher. I actually got into Teach for America um, as a job career after um, during college, my senior year. However, my dad, he was a teacher back in China and he knew like the struggle in the life of a teacher. And he said, we didn't pay for USC tuition to go become a teacher. You should go take the job at Oracle instead. Um, however, now it's like been able to go full circle and like teach in different ways. And like we created Zencoast University and now we're more owning up and um, being able to be teachers in different ways. Great. How about you, Kelvin? Yeah. So, you know, for me growing up, I, you know, my dad always loved cars and I always loved, you know, cars because of that as well. And, you know, I always wanted to like design cars. Like that was always my like dream when I was a kid. Uh, then I realized I couldn't draw for, for anything. Like if you've ever seen me draw anything, not good. Right. <laughs> so that kind of, that kind of pivoted and, and then college happened. Um, you know, I thought I wanted to go to, into international business and, you know, because I lived in, in Singapore for a while and, you know, study abroad as well. I thought that was kind of my passion just to you know, be international. Um, but, you know, the, the course at our school, you know, I went to Cal Poly and I canceled it midway throughout my, my tenure there. Um, so then like looked into marketing, I was in that Mad Men phase where, you know, people were drinking cognac in the middle of the day and like, you know, trying to like, create like these cool slogans and like uh, branding for, for these big companies. And I thought that was what I wanted to do. Um, and then I realized that there were no jobs out there. <laughs> I'd have to move to New York and things like that. And, you know, I wanted to stay in California. So we just, you know, figured out that at some point I was going to need some kind of sales skills and, and got into Oracle that way. Uh, but then, you know, quickly found out that, you know, sales is, is great skill to know, but it's not like who you are as a person. And I think that was like, the biggest struggle for me just being in sales in general is that, you know, you're not just in, in sales, especially if you're, you kind of talk to like, you know, match in the mirror, right? You're trying to be an iguana to the other person. And it's almost a fact that you're like, man, you kind of lose who yourself is when you're in sales a little bit because you're always mi mixing and matching to other people, which was kind of scary to me. So, you know, glad that, you know, we're refining an identity outside of just sales, especially for myself, right? Where you can create and cultivate something bigger. Wow. Yeah, great. Well said for the two of you. Um, very interesting seeing how things are coming coming together for the present day. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so I want to know a little bit more now. You guys are you guys kind of explained um, a little bit of your earlier years. I mean, the two of you are still pretty young, so. But I'm really interested now that you guys, let's say, you graduate college, um, you're moving into the career. Calvin, you're, you're moving into Oracle, you're doing sales. Uh, what was that experience like leading up to, let's say like your first real estate deal or your first real estate investment? And we can start with Jenny again. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the first house um, that I purchased, so I was renting before and then became the master uh, 
master tenant and ended up always increasing like the new tenants rents and then lowering mine. Uh, so that was my first thing. And then I also rented out the room half of the week to my friend uh, since I would stay with Calvin half of the time and ended up only paying $400 a month in rent. I realized I'm tired of paying someone else's mortgage. So my first deal was um, a house hack that I bought in South San Francisco and leveraged a home equity line of credit from my parents' house and got a mortgage um, under my own name and basically like was able to purchase the property with all bank money, a home equity line of credit and um, the uh, mortgage. And then I ended up being able to rent out the other rooms in the house, the other three rooms to my former roommates and other friends from Oracle and work and uh, was able to get a little cash flow. It wasn't too much, but I, I was the biggest thing was I wasn't paying for rent anymore. And then uh, fast forward, that was in 2016 when I was 23 years old. I actually remember working at Oracle uh, late at night and and the lights would all shut off because the automatic censored. And then um, the girl came back from the gym late to pick something up. And then she's like, girl, what are you still doing working here? It's like 9 p.m. I was like, I'm trying to buy a house at the age of 28. And <laughs> then I was able to fast forward that and buy a house at the age of 23 and uh, just learned at, through real estate knowledge and uh, through different investing in that first house. Like I was able to save a lot on rent. Um, so that money I went to buy out of state investments and now we've been able to scale up a lot and about to have like 50 something units with Calvin uh, by the end of this quarter. Inspiring. How about you, Calvin? Yeah. So um, I love this word because, you know, Jenny and I are, are very competitive, we'll call it, uh, when it comes to real estate investing and like, especially when we're first starting dating, like, you know, we had obviously learn, you know, about real estate. And I think that's kind of when, so I actually got my offer accepted on my property first, but she's like, oh, I'm going to beat him. So she actually closed it for me. So I don't know who wins or whatever, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, same here. I mean, I bought my, my first condo uh, in San Francisco and, and basically it was a one bedroom, one den and basically just rented out the den. Had a, you know, if you've ever been to SF and been anyone there, the, the room is essentially just like a, uh, a curtain that's the door, right? And literally rented out to this guy who was at a boot camp for, for coding, right? Uh, rented out for 1200 bucks. My mortgage was 1800 bucks. So he was paying off all, mostly all my mortgages. We were basically living for $600 in San Francisco. To live that lifestyle was was very good for us. And like Jenny said, like it, it allowed us, to, to, allow, it allowed us to, to get our expenses down, right? And just stack what we were making at work and just be able to use that and, and buy investment properties to help help start that momentum of money. And I thought that was, and I think that, you know, we preach that all the time that house hacking is one of the best ways to get started because I mean, one of the, one of the things that people don't realize is that your biggest expense is your, your mortgage or your rent. But if you can take that out and just start saving that way, like you can use that money to just do it, to actually buy assets that, that give you money. And that's what starts that momentum, like a snowball, you know, gaining momentum down a mountain, right? Same concept there. And to kind of deepen this part of the conversation a little bit more, I'm curious to know, uh, I mean, I know, Jenny, you're a realtor, so you received some education and had to study to become a licensed realtor. But was there any other pieces of education or mentorship that really helped you guys get in this mindset of like, oh, 
I know you mentioned Rich Dad Poor Dad too, uh, Calvin, but was there any, like, were you guys watching YouTubes or were you just networking and really just putting yourself out there to educate yourself on real estate investing? But um, what were those early pieces of education that helped foster this knowledge to kind of go out there and kind of take these risks? Because in a lot of people's minds, these are kind of, this is kind of risky. Like, oh man, I got to find a tenant. Like I got to do all this stuff to, to, to create some type of cash flow. Like, how do I do this? Um, so Jenny, like, how did you start educating yourself with real estate? Um, so a lot of it is from podcasts similar to this. So uh, we listen to Real Wealth Network and we listen to Bigger Pockets and um, some of our other good friends, uh, Brian Bam and Sean Pan both have podcasts as well. So just listening to a lot of that content, um, we would also go to a lot of real estate uh, events and seminars as well too um, through uh we were a part of a community called Fortune Builders and it was a big investment, but we realized that it was cheaper than like a tuition, a year tuition at USC. So, um, the, but we've learned a lot more from that. And I, we didn't actually have the money then to purchase it, but we just put it on a credit card and we knew that like the knowledge that we would learn would be able to propel us further. And I actually had um, an Uber driver who asked me this riddle, who's like, what is the most valuable piece of real estate out there? And I asked that to you too, Elon, and it is your mindset, your brain. And for us to like invest in our mindset and our brain, we were able to really shift and propel a lot further that way. And um, then we started like hosting meetup groups and uh, gathering people in the Bay Area together and having different speakers. And I realized how uh, influential that was. And now like we can't really do that live, but been able to do that through a virtual platform through our uh, university online. Great, yeah. How about you, Calvin, for educating yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think first is just investing into yourself, right? So investing into your mindset books, podcasts, like Jenny mentioned, you know, um, you know, some of the communities like fortune builders and whatnot, just throwing yourself at that. And then the other aspect I would mention is like just surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, I think we're all a culmination of the five people that you surround yourself with. So if you're constantly talking to people that are thinking the same thing or even have the shared mindset or same goal, it helps you elevate. It just helps you elevate because they're, you're talking in terms that they're talking um, you know, you're able to help each other as well. So that community aspect, there's no, there's no price that you can pay for any kind of community like that. Uh, whether that be mentorships or just groups, masterminds that you're in. Um, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have a lot of masterminds and, and mentors as well that we've been part of, I'm, you know, I'm a part of a abundance as well that, you know, everyone just is in this like higher level of, of, of like thinking about like different things. And it just helps you grow mostly because it helps you challenge yourself. Um, like, oh man, I've never thought about that, right? Let me like look into that. Um, but I think even to you, Elon, you had mentioned before, like, you know, how, how do we jump into this? Because some people might think that's risky. Um, I think it's risky because people feel uncomfortable in it and they're, they, don't, they don't know what they don't know, right? They don't educate themselves. But if they educate themselves, do things correctly, have the right systems in place and, and, and talk to people who've done it before, um, I think the risk is a lot less. Obviously, in real estate, there's always risk, but it's all, it's all about how can I, how can I live at my risk? And that is by, you know, getting next, getting close to people that, you know, are doing this right now. Um, you know, getting a community that can help you up level yourself and challenge yourself. It may feel uncomfortable. I was actually just on a coaching call uh, all day actually today, but um, a couple of them today were just like, I feel 
like uncomfortable in a good way. I'm uncomfortable with how much growth that I've had. And it's so crazy to hear that. Like, whoa, like, like you imagine like being uncomfortable as a bad thing, but you know, I would challenge that, that thought that actually if you feel uncomfortable, it probably means that you're growing. Mm. That's super powerful. I, I've been thinking about that a lot too recently. Like if there's one thing I have to sacrifice for like my growth, it should be actually my comfort. Like the things that you you are comfortable with, whether it just be uh, like, you know, I know you guys mentioned like partying and going out. I mean, I, I can definitely relate to that too because uh, I'm kind of in that time, but since it's COVID, I've just been like working. And so um, not just kicking back as much. And to kind of talk about like this growth, I'm really curious. Um, during your guys's pre-Zen University uh, kind of mentorship you're doing now, um, were there any times where you guys were feeling challenged or uncomfortable with your real estate investing? Because um, now you guys are pretty much experts at what you're doing and you're investing out of state. But I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of those moments in real estate uh, where you were feeling challenged and so we can start with Jenny again. Yeah, um, I think every, there's going to be a challenge in each step, like buying something out of state without seeing it and never be, being in Huntsville, Alabama. It was a little scary, but I think I just focus more so on the long, long game and like the long, uh, long-term goal that it trumped like any fear that to like take that next step because I realized like the longer I wait, it's like it's not gonna build anything and my money is not going to be working for me. Um, and as we scaled and bought fourplexes, um, that was scary as well too. And like over a hundred year old buildings in this area that we didn't really know. And uh, now we're closing on 16 units and um, Calvin's been awesome at like managing projects out of area too. So um, that those are still things that sometimes scare me, um, like talking to contractors, but Calvin's been really great at it. And um, he's, he can share and shed some more light on that. Yeah, and Elon, I think you said something uh, before that I picked up on that was, um, you know, that, that you guys are experts at this. And I challenge that saying that we're not experts, right? We're always beginners, right? If we're an expert, even as, as coaches right now, like we fail, right? Because we're not growing ourselves, right? So I'd always say that, hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just a, that beginner mindset, just like everyone else, where I'm always looking to grow. And I think that the uncomfortableness, yeah, it happens all the time. It happens to everyone, right? And I think it's, 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 it's two-part. One is I feel like your, your body, your, it's a defense mechanism. When you're feeling comfortable, your body wants to feel comfortable, right? So it's a defense mechanism to tell you, hey, don't do that, right? But so, and I think one, one piece of that is, hey, you want to just make sure you honor that. I appreciate you body for, and mind for telling me and trying to keep me safe, but you know, I think I know what I'm doing here, right? Um, and I think in, the, in a specific example of uncomfortableness, I think, you know, I think Jenny had nailed it there, like first investment property out of state. Yeah, it may feel a little uncomfortable, but we kind of just dove into it, right? Uh, anytime we've gone up to fourplexes or now we, we're doing commercial buildings, right? Like it, it makes you feel a little bit uneasy. Right. But again, like that uneasiness should feel if now I, th I think I told Jenny this the other day, it was like, if that deal doesn't get me scared and excited, then like it, it probably shouldn't be doing that deal. Um, but like, if it does, then it, it, it gives you that excitement, it gives you that rush, like, all right, like this, this could be something. So I would say embrace, accept it and embrace it. 
Wow. Yeah, I love that. And now kind of kind of catching up to speed now to the present day. So you guys take some risks. You're dealing with business out of state. Um, you guys start getting some traction. And now you, let's say you, uh, you have your presentation at Industrious. And that's, that's when we meet. Um, and by the way, that was super cool. That was like one of, honestly, for me, that event, I didn't even know Calvin was a speaker. And so when we came early, we, we, were, we came early on purpose to like network and to chop it up with people. And then we met Jenny real, I met Jenny like real quick. And then I'm like, oh, that's Calvin up there. <laughs> like, whoa, super cool. Um, and yeah, shout out to Brian and, and Maggie too. Uh, really awesome people. We actually had Maggie on here, like episode two or ooh, sorry, 12. But yeah, and so Brian helped host that and we talked and uh, I remember, I think I even won a book too. <laughs> which was really fun. <laughs> I remember sitting right in, right in the front. I don't know if you guys remember that. I said right in the front. Um, but yeah, so catching up to speed to that present day, 2020, and now 2021. Um, what have you guys been up to since uh, pretty much? I know we've, we've communicated here and there ever since, but um, I'm really curious. What have you guys been up to? You guys mentioned Zen Coast. Uh, what is that? What, what, do you guys, what do you guys have for 2021 planned? And really beyond too. Um, I'm really curious to hear where you guys are at and what you guys have planned. So Jenny, uh, if you want to kick that off. Yeah, for 2020 first, like we um, bought our dream house together. And I think that was like a big step for um, being able to live in a beautiful place during this crazy time and have um, my room here and office and Calvin has his room down there as well too and I think that was one of the biggest accomplishments that we were able to, to go for uh, through 2020 and um, launching this course was more so like we weren't really planning on doing so like we've always wanted to but we didn't really set a plan but like so many people kept on asking us can you coach us can you teach us on like how you're doing that but uh we would hop on a lot of calls like initial calls with people on and then they would not really take action on what they were doing and then I started coaching some other students in a program and then they took action right away and they got like um because they were committed and uh financially into this and they put more skin in the game so I think that's what uh, we realized is like it would be a disservice if like it was a free course or it was like a $200 course like then people won't really take action so now we have um, close to 30 students in Zen Coast University and some of them already on some deals which is amazing and uh, seeing that growth and that trajectory um, we're looking to expand that and we're looking to bring on more students and um, and then just really focus on educating and giving back because we want people to get to the goals that we've been able to accomplish in less than um, less than four and a half years to buy like over like close to 30 something to 50 units, uh, buy a dream house. Like you guys can do this all before um, the age of 30 if you guys who are listening are less than 30, but in a matter of less than five years. Great, how about you, Calvin? Yeah, so I think uh, since the industrious talk, I don't even know when that was a year, year and a half ago, whatever COVID time is now. Um, so I think to, to kind of rewind it a little bit, I think why we even got into real estate or what we figured out during our journey with real estate was that 
it was all about legacy for us, right? Like what, how can we imprint something better in this world based off our, our capabilities um, than, than we left it, right? And using real estate as a vehicle, I think we both kind of come to, came to a realization that, hey, like, you know, this real estate thing is, is done, you know, all right for us, right? It's, it's done, it's provided for us pretty well. And, you know, how can we give this back to people, right? And I think that that stress of sometimes that, that financial burden of always having, you know, something else, right? A, a financial like burden on, on like, you know, on everything makes you feel maybe that you're not being authentic all the time, right? But if you can come without a financial burden, right? And live more financial free, you can have uh, more of a abundance type of mentality, right? You can come from a place of abundance. And I think for us, like knowing that real estate was kind of that vehicle that helped us get there, um, we were like, okay, well, how can we give back in that using real estate as a vehicle? So uh, as Jenny had mentioned, like, yeah, we weren't planning on, on, on doing it, but because so many people reached out, we're like, hey, this could be a way that we could help not only like leave a legacy for ourselves, but leave a better impact on, on and a positive impact on, 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 on earth, right? With our network and, you know, our students, you know, with our students that we're very able to help them out, like they're able to help you know someone else out and their and their network and their network and that compounds. And even one of our students, like you know, you know, one of my favorite stories is that you know, she she bought an out of state duplex, right? Uh, not for herself as an investment property to uh, let uh, to live in herself, but really so that she could help her single mom move there, live on one side, and have the tenant pay off. The mortgage and, and the mom not have to pay anything right so basically letting her her mom house hack which i was like man that just like hits so at home with what we're trying to do right of like what's how's real estate a vehicle to help your why right and her big why a big part of that was her mother and her family so that affects her mom her mom now takes that can live more abundantly because she has no burden on on rent because she's unemployed too how could she now give that to someone else and give that to someone else and give that to someone else and, and hopefully that makes an impact even even if we can't see it or not, right? Right, right. Awesome, thanks guys. Um, and I'm very curious too. Uh, so we were able to kind of talk about your guys' upbringing, your motivations, your mindset, the value of mindset too, right? What do you guys have in mind for long-term vision? I'm very curious. Uh, I know short-term probably scaling up what you guys are already doing, but long-term, do you guys have anything in mind? Jenny? Yeah, um, I think it definitely goes back to like my passion as a little girl to teach. And uh, for us, why we called Zen Coast, um, Zen Coast University was to provide that peace of mind that um, it's not just about the doors or the cash flow that you're having or the numbers, but really finding like your peace within. And then coast is to be able to coast through your life and travel um, coast to coast because we all love to travel. We're from, our family's all from different areas. Um, so we wanna be able to expand this as well, like coast to coast to different countries and um, up level and change the, the mindset of the traditional traditional education process and be able to teach people financial education at an earlier age or um, be able to make these investments for themselves that are slightly different. And we also do want to partner with corporations where a lot of corporations, like when we were at Oracle, um, we had a educational stipend um, and we uh, took classes at Stanford um, and that was paid for by um, the company. So as a way to incentivize and has, as a retainment tool um, for corporations and for people to be more engaged is 
our courses to um, to corporations. So that's one of the bigger goals that we want to set forth in the next like five to 10 years and be able to grow that on a larger scale. Oh, wow. Calvin, anything to add? Yeah. So we practice this, this thing called uh, your vivid vision. So another book as well, that is really influential in our lives um, is that vivid vision. And as I go back to like understanding that big why, like this, this, absolutely gives a lot of clarity on how do I, how can I imagine what my, my, my vision is, my goals are, right? And what the vision is, is basically saying something that's very specific and envisioning in your own mind, like you actually even being there and talking like this has already happened, like kind of tricking your subconscious mind to, to say, hey, this already happened, right? So I'll just recite like my one year vision, right? So right now it's, or Right now, I'm, I'm staying on a beach, or I'm in Barcelona. It's 2020, uh, December 31st, 2021. It's my birthday. We're in Barcelona uh, at the W Hotel eating, uh, eating patatas bravas and, and sipping sangria on, on, the, on the penthouse uh, restaurant. And I'm so proud as I look back at this year that we've been able to help 200 students reach a place of abundance. Uh, and I'm able to now work with my family as well in my own business. Uh, and be able to spend time with them that way. Um, so that's my that's one part of it, and I could go on for you know another hour on that. But that's kind of like my 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 summary overview of my vivid vision, right? Just imagine where you're at, imagine what you're eating, you know, having that that vision, right, can help you work backwards toward that for the year. So um, yeah, for us, that big one is just how can we help as many students? Our goal is 200 students this year uh, reach that place of abundance. Um, yeah, and that's some pretty, some pretty big stuff that you just actually dropped in there, kind of conditioning your subconscious mind, right? That's what it sounds like a lot to me. And uh, yeah, I've been reading a lot of um, Napoleon Hill and like uh, mm. Think and Grow Rich and um, who else? Uh, I don't know if you guys know John Asaraf. Um, so he's another author. But yeah, a lot of these methods and, and kind of learnings that you're kind of expressing the both of you super valuable stuff and stuff that I have actually been trying to uh condition myself with a lot the past 2020 um so it's really cool to kind of hear you guys echoing this this stuff right and and actually like real time at least during the interview but <laughs> um as we start to wind down with this interview now uh for those who to kind of wind back to the mentorship that you guys are giving um, and the advice and the game that you guys are sharing. Um, is there, from your guys' perspectives and positions, what advice would you give to someone who is just looking to really, really um, like, just take the next step? Like, okay, cool. Like maybe they have been listening to podcasts. Maybe they have been working on their subconscious mind. Uh, maybe they have been uh, networking with people and trying to make relationships. Is there any advice you would give to that person? Um, almost your yourself, like if you had to give advice to yourself um, in the past, like, is there any advice you would give to that person who was developing and really just working on it? Would it just be keep at it, persistence? Or would it, you know, is there something that you might've missed on your journey that you realize now that could have really helped create leverage um, and almost save time too, right? So 
Uh, I know you guys mentioned mentorship and stuff, but is there anything else you would kind of squeeze out and give advice to that younger you? Uh, we can start with Jenny. They definitely, it's uh, important to have a coach or a third party perspective to look at your goals and be able to point and call you out. And um, I've been able to do that, like just shifting people's mindsets. Like uh, when they're saying like, oh, my goal is to get X, Y, and Z, but I said, no, that's your plan. Let's call your goals, your plans. And having someone else to like challenge you uh, in a lot different way like we'll be able to up level you and be be uncomfortable as well too and I've been able to do that with some of our students and help them make themselves feel uncomfortable and they were trying to do the same stuff like watching YouTube and uh, reading books uh, for over a year and didn't really take action there's something that you always like here in this industry is analysis paralysis you just like like are also a squirrel like trying to do so many different things and realize like um, you're not really taking action on it so imperfect action is going to be better than no action at all so like nothing has to be perfect there but at least like move forward and project in some way and have someone there to help support you yeah that means a lot wow you calvin yeah i'm gonna cheat and i'm gonna say two things all right so one is if I go back to myself, I would say you're thinking too small. And I think with my own limiting belief back then of what the construct of was where I was at that point. I think when we first started, we were like, Jay and I were like, oh man, like if we can get 10 units in our lifetime, man, we we made it right there. We made it, right? Fast forward, you know, five, six years later, like almost at 50 units, like. I didn't ever, I wouldn't, six year old me or six years ago me would have just not been able to believe that, right? And that's the problem, right? That's, uh, I'm 29 right now, so 23 year old me would have been like, that's, that's impossible. But that, that was a living belief that that was impossible right there. So I would say again, there, like, don't have that living belief, like, think bigger. I think thinking too small definitely limits people from going from point A to point B um, slow, right? And the second piece I would say is um, confidence, having the confidence to do something. And it's kind of piggybacking off of Jenny's thing as well is like just having someone there to lean on, right? And the biggest thing I've taken away from the feedback I've gotten uh, from my students as well is like, yeah, you guys have just helped us gain the confidence to do it, right? I know for a fact that I can come to you to, to get some advice on this. It's almost like a mentorship, like same way that we've gotten our mentorships in the past, right? We're, we're giving that back, right? Uh, we're paying it forward, essentially. Like the same way that they, our mentors, it's for us. Like same thing, just have someone to lean on to be able to, to that does have experience that, that can give you that confidence. Like, all right, I feel fully confident I can do this. I feel fully confident I can develop the plan and execute the plan. And someone is holding me accountable to make sure I'm, I'm building the habits to create that plan. Because again, it's not always about the end goal. But in my mind, it's all about the, the habits that you build to get there. End goal is great, but it's not going to get you there. What will get you there are the habits, the small habits that you, you build that will get you there. Yeah, there's a lot of fire in this interview. I'm super excited to get back into editing and chop it up and publish it for the people. But thanks so much, guys. Uh, there's a lot of great nuggets in here. And I'm excited for people to actually digest this information. Um, and kind of share what you guys are doing, paying it forward, right? 
And so if there's people that want to connect with you, do you guys have a general place to go to or um, website to go to or email or anything? But now would be a great time to kind of plug that in here. Uh, Our website is Zen Coast University. So Z-E-N-C-O-A-S-T, University, U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. Yeah. And <laughs> that's a little- I would have spell that, by the way. That's, that's, that's- <laughs> Um, or you guys can follow us on um, Instagram as well. I'm Jenny Locke, J-E-N-N-I-E-L-O-K. Calvin is calvin.chin91 um, on Instagram. Great. And I'll make sure to link all of this and type all of this stuff too once I publish everything. But thanks you guys so much for doing this interview. Um, and I'm excited to actually keep on learning with you guys too and collaborating in the future. So I know 2021 has been a, uh, I, I think a, 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 we're moving in the right direction in terms of like life. So I'm excited to just see how things unfold. Um, and I know I'm pretty young. You guys mentioned that when you guys were 23, you guys were still developing and really taking action on yourself too, though, Even, you know, wherever you were with the, the habits you had at the time. And so I'm excited to just learn with you guys and to keep on building. Um, thanks again i really appreciate the time for this past hour we've had together so uh with that being said thanks for the podcast interview yeah. <laughs> likewise man i appreciate you having us dude and uh we're so excited to see your growth in this podcast man this is a ribbon great experience man and i'm so happy and curious to see uh, you know where this takes off to because i know it will thank you thank you Awesome. Well, all right, guys. Thanks so much. I'm going to end this call for us. But <laughs> thanks again, Jenny. Thank you, Calvin. And uh, I'll make sure to talk with you guys soon after I just end this Zoom session. So again, um, Zen Coast, and we will reconnect soon. So <laughs> with that being said, I thanks, guys. Brother. Take care. Peace. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.